0: Hey, what's good, people? This is episode one ninety three, maybe I don't know. I'm Jason DeBeas. That guy looks like Travis Mueller.
1: Jet you nailed it. Yes, you nailed it. That
0: guy looks like Matt <laughs>
1: Prosser.
0: All right, we're gonna find out. Man, do we got a treat for you guys today. The episode starts right now. <laughs> right guys you have asked you have asked you have asked and for me I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Dun, 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 dun. What's up guys? This is episode 193 of the Option Podcast, along with that man, Travis Schmierweiler, along with that man, Matt Prosser. I am Jason Davis, and today is journalist day, right? Listen guys, anyone can just raise their hand and say I'm a journalist and they become one, all right? And me as an actor, I'm pretty sure I played one in a player on TV, all right? <laughs> but today we got some real journalist in the house this is travis smear of the sandcast also active active duty volleyball player yeah Max military um barry makes me say it that way so um amongst other things writes for volleyball magazine in fact i would argue one of one uh, one of if not the best writer in, in our sport thanks um also i have uh easily one of the best dual commentators for color commentary and play-by-play you're number one or two on my list on that Thank you. um and and we both know that's not easy to do um, right to, I mean, they're play-by-play play, guys that can call it, they mm-hmm. guys that can break it down, and and I, um, there's only a handful of people that can do both, and you're definitely one of those people, right. and you've done a little bit too, so you might co-sign with that. He's yeah, he's he's so good been, at it. It's been
1: fun. The- Indoors, uh, I found it to be a more dynamic game to commentate. And maybe that's the the novelty aspect for me because I never played indoor. Yeah. And so when I'm watching it, I'm like, this these guys are animals. Yeah. This is crazy. Like anytime a libero gets a dig, I'm like, that was an act of God.
2: Yeah, it's a big deal <laughs> and it's a huge point in the in the match. Dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: So let's go to topic number one. We we have five categories today. We have most valuable player. We have best newcomer. We have um, rookie of the year. We have team of the year, and we have be- um
2: your favorite one. You forgot your favorite Oh,
0: one. shoot. Hitman for Hire. <laughs> Hitman for Hire. I don't know if you guys saw the, the script on on the description of Hitman. I, right I got it right here. I got it right here. Yeah. I got it right here. We <laughs> are going to grace our audience on that one. So are you guys ready? Travis is ready. Matt Pross is ready. And here we go. Team of the year is always fun. Sometimes the place you finish can be consistent with the stats and sometimes the stats show absolutely no reason as to why and where you place. Now this is a tight knit, from tournament wins, gold series finishes, to perhaps even international success. In this category, to quote the, bait, the great Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. Who's your team of the year, guys? Matt, you go first.
2: Okay, so, On the women's side, relatively easy decision, I think. Uh, No reason to prolong it. Dominant at the net, dominant from the inline, sided out all season long. Great setter, which is a hugely important role as a blocker. Uh, And then obviously the body of work for her throughout the whole year, domestically and internationally, for me, without a doubt, it's Taryn Cloth. Just too strong of of an influence with her blocking that can dominate games. And then with her partner, Kristen Nuss, behind her, uh, playing great stellar defense like she always does. Uh, it was just uh, great to see them dominate as much as they did. They didn't play very much domestically, only four events, I think. But then what they did internationally all season long. And they lost in the semifinals of the World Championships by a deuce game in the third. Mm-hmm. So they easily could have been in the finals as well. So that's my female MVP of the year.
0: Well, I'm going to go second. You know, it's weird. It's almost, I almost feel like eight mile. You know, like this this guy is said everything I was about to say before I said it, right? And you did it with like 26 <laughs> seconds of spare. We won't see, we'll see the clock on the edit, but your timing is the timing of a journal. So with that being said, I got to go with Team here and I got to go with them. They're, they're uh, the reigning defending Atlanta champions. they second title, right? If you remember, I think two years ago. Oh, third in a row. Two years ago, they, they went from the qualifier main draw to whatever, and it feel, they feel like the reigning defending champion in one of the gold series. Speaking of gold series, um, Chicago is, uh, brings new meaning to the term neutral ground. Um, and did it right beat the brakes off of anyone who was who was on fire, the uh, Chang and, and um, Hughes in the mm-hmm. semifinals and, and the Canadians in the finals. So and most recently, you know, took a trip. Uh, um, uh, you, you can uh, Travis can can finish yeah. off and tell us where that was, but finished off um, internationally with a first place. And I remember you were discussing with them, there's fifth, there's fifth, there's fifth, how, how good does it feel to be first? Yeah, And there's my horn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So this, uh, Travis, go ahead. This is MVP. No, this is right. best team. Best team. Yeah. Okay. So, I am I mean, Kristen and Taryn, there isn't a whole lot more than needs to be said. So, in, in Doha, where they won the Beach Pro Tour Finals, mm. which is the second biggest tournament of the year, and if you're looking at your bank account, it's the biggest tournament of the year because only 10 teams go, you win, you cash a $150,000 check, and that goes pretty far anywhere you go. It's going to go pretty far in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Kristen and Taryn, that was, so that was their seventh medal. That was their 12th event, and that's the most medals won by an American team since Kerry Walsh, Jennings, and April Ross did it in 2016. It's one of the most decorated seasons of all time. Then, when you look at their resume on the AVP, you win two tournaments. They actually had the same amount of wins as Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes, but I looked at the magnitude of the wins on the AVP as the difference because Kristen and everyone skipped Manhattan. So none of the big big dog teams won that one. Although Betsy and Julia, they're a legit big dog team. I would say like top 10 team in the world. But between those two teams and the Canadians, Kristen and Taron won Chicago, they won Atlanta. You win two out of the three gold series. That, to me, is easily the kicker on the ABP. And then combined with their work internationally, there was no question.
0: Two professionals, guys. The horn <laughs> honks. He is finished <laughs> with his sentence. Um, guys, let's, let's kick off a little bit from there. Is it kind of weird that it, this team has been dominant for so long, but at the same time um, uh, feels a little bit not recognized? Uh, um, you guys have a more journalistic feel than a Pulse. Um, you know, you, uh, Travis, you, you know, you're a South big guy. You got try. you have the feel of the mm-hmm. community. Um, I'm the international man of mystery. You're one of the more traveled ger- uh, um, commentators. So your thoughts on, on is this, is this a dominant team that's still contained to fly under the radar? Uh,
2: I think perhaps a little bit because they don't live and train in Southern California. So they're right. a little off the radar that way, right? Kristen's from South Dakota. Uh, right. Sorry, Taryn is yeah. from South Dakota. And being that they both live in Louisiana, they're off the map a little bit, off the radar of everybody else. So you don't see them every other day training in Hermosa or Manhattan like you do a big part of the pro tour. So I think that's one factor for it.
1: Yeah, I think they, I think they used to be. I think that's gone. Because I think that when you look at Kristen on paper, how on paper in the world is she supposed to side out against Brandy and Mel? Like, are you supposed to hit a high line over Brandy consistently <laughs> that Mel can't just run around and, and walk into? And then you look at it. Anytime you look at their matchup on paper, you're like, "There's no way Kristen can do it," and then after you win seven medals, you finish number two in the world, number two in the Olympic rankings, and you win the Beach Pro Tour finals, the secret's out on Kristen Tarrant. Like they might have been sort of the the cute, adorable underdogs this year, but I think that's gone.
0: Right. That makes complete sense, guys. And- Newcomer of the Year in Beach Volleyball can come twofold. One, there could be a player who burst on the scene. And two, there could be a player who has not hit the big stage that has finally arrived. And in both regards, I speak for my colleagues when I say, welcome. Who you got, boys? Travis Muirriter, I'd like you to go first. Who is your Male Newcomer of the Year?
1: Male Newcomer of the Year. This is hard. <laughs> I'm going to go with DJ Klasnich, though, the Serbian prince. So a- anytime my mom comes in town, she mm-hmm. somehow runs into DJ, and she's like, he looks like royalty. He's yeah. got his blue eyes and everything. But he came in, made his first AVP main draw this season, had been trying to play on the AVP forever, finally got the visa approval to do so. And then I think what sealed the deal for me was when he and Leela Tucker, who qualified for Chicago, two defenders, DJ to my knowledge had never blocked into professional tournament. Comes in, blocks for Leela, qualifies for Chicago, and then beats the Taylors, skyballing, swaggering, all this stuff, and then yeah. ends up taking a seventh or a ninth, was great in Manhattan Beach as well. Qualified for Huntington. He qualified for almost every tournament he played except for Miami, I believe, which he lost with poor Lev Prima. Um yeah and for right.
0: chicago did they beat and america or was that um was that uh, they that beat kalinsky america
1: in the final round right yeah wow
0: who's how about your female who's your female newcomer
1: gosh the the women's is always so difficult because
0: they're all so good they're and so, they're all so new <laughs> yeah. me,
1: but, they, but megan rice but megan rice hands down mm. you can't not mm. her first main draw she makes the finals and then she gets scooped by Betsy Flint. She gets scooped by Brooke Bauer, takes a seventh in Manhattan, gets scooped by Emily Stockman for Chicago. She goes from never having made a main draw to being like the hottest commodity on the tour. So it was in a in a world where it's so competitive on the women's side, because there's just this NCAA pipeline. Megan Rice was clear cut. Nice. Um,
0: Maddie, Maddie Pro?
1: Yeah, for the women, you make a great point. Uh,
2: first main draw, Megan Rice. That's impressive. I went at it a little bit a different way. I looked at, players at what they did in 2022 versus what they did in 2023. Okay. Number of tournaments played, you know, how, where their finishes were. You know, to me, that's more of a uh, newcomer in terms of they haven't been involved very much, right? right. So uh, for the women's side, my newcomer of the year, she won Wapaka, right? Her name is Alana Chacon. Great wow. choice. All right. She played life. in one <laughs> tournament in 2019. Gnarly. 2019. Until this year, she had not played in another AVP event played in four events in 2023, got a championship in one. So to me, that justifies newcomer of the year for her. Florida State girl, her sister's a libero at Long Beach State. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a, a good future in line for her.
0: Nice. How about board. the guys?
2: Go ahead. I already got DJ. Oh, you said DJ. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So another thing in terms of newcomer on the AVP tour, right? It's always been a little ca- caveat. Who's new? Something like the rookie of the year. Wasn't always someone that was a rookie, but this year like we had someone on tour who had never ever played on the men's side before now, he played a ton of volleyball previously. He's got a lot of records, a lot of gold medals. Come Allison on. son, Cerrone. New oh, cover of the year on the how AVP. How did we miss okay. that, Travis? Okay. Travis! Played with You're fr- supposed to know these things, Red. He played with the friend of the show, Eric Baranek, right? Got the 17th. That was Eric's first. tournament right. it back, I think, he got injured in that event that was Huntington, as well, yeah. which is a heartbreaker. But then he paired up with Billy Allen, right? One of my former partners, great dude, all the way around, still gets after it. And him and Alisson together yeah. were really, really fun to watch. You, I don't know if you got to play against him. I got to talk to him a couple of yeah. times during the season, training, after practices. And I've been watching Alisson since you know the early 2000s. And so great to see him compete domestically. One of the nicest guys that
1: you'll ever talk oh, to. I easily. mean, happy to oh, talk Alessandre. to anybody.
2: And then just to see him in person playing domestically. Was a treat for me.
1: Yeah. I played him in the quarterfinals of Denver, and we needed to beat Billy and Allison to qualify for Atlanta. And both sets I think we were up either fourteen thirteen or fourteen twelve. And then Allison just got those catcher's mitts and was like, sorry buddy. He blocks me probably eight times. But of course he like blocked me straight down. He's like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 nice. And him and Billy dude. had a good run. I mean, they never it's finished worse run. than
2: ninth. No. Um, yeah. af- so, after I after mean, Huntington, yeah. After Huntington, oh, which is when played that with was Eric, blank. right? Yeah. But him and Billy had a, had a solid run right yeah. in the mix, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't break through, I think, other than one time in the semis, depending on my notes. But uh, all in all, I mean, a pretty good run for first year on the AVP. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: before I give you my picks, I just want to um, uh, piggyback off of what you said about what a nice guy he is. OK,
2: Ali, son greater
0: than Ricardo, right? Because when Ricardo doesn't want to talk to you you pretend he doesn't speak English. Come on, guys. He speaks English. He speaks the Queen's English. All right. And you don't need a translator where you can buy an app for $4.99 and get a translation from that guy. So big up to Allison, big up to your pick. Now my turn. I have songs for both of these girls, a a guy and girl. All right. So I'm going to go with the guy go with the obvious because this is unanimous. I'm crazy for you, Mr. DJ. I just wanna get to know your name. This dude man I mean NOLA qualifier (laughs) main draw contender three right Huntington qualifier main draw contender three Uh, Manhattan Beach uh, 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 yeah we can go on you you mentioned playing small ball at at, at this gnarly uh, catch you on some not ready stuff by the AVP in Huntington which Mm -hmm. was a qualifier for Chicago first time he blocked he looked terrific he's galvanizing, he's energizing, he's good for the fa- the fans. Well, he can generate a, a, a fan following because he's, um, I don't know more of a passive Sean Cook in that respect, right? <laughs> Sean Cook, you're like that dude needs to be drug tested. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna go with oh uh, the for the women. Um, You can't control her. She's Alexa. (laughs) Boogie, woogie, woogie. Lexi Denneberg. All right, straight out of UCLA. She did play one year a little bit, but it's because Dine told her to. So that shouldn't count as her newcomer year. This, this was her newcomer year. I mean, uh, what do I have here? I got third place. AVP, right? She lost to to, to your pick, mm-hmm. but she played with Carly Khan, She played with Delgado, and she's had um, equal success, two third place finishes, and um, just a really, really sweet person to talk to, and and just re- it's so cool. She changes personality. She's got that mean and the kind of like not hostility, but that meanness on the court, and then and then she she's girly again. I mean, basically, if Brandi Wilkerson wasn't so animated it'd be like lexi Denenberg because you know wilkerson right she'll she'll do this like a dude right and then when she lands she like walks she's got the little girly walk so <laughs> so denneberg's got a little bit of that but denenberg lexi Denenberg is my pick for newcomer it's a dear. good choice i yeah, love I mean, lexi yeah, yeah super competitive girl yeah she played with sorry she played with um she played with someone Delaney you know yeah, yeah right <laughs> um was that the beginning of this year no that was uh, that, that was, was last um, year yeah cool yeah, man
1: that was because if, if it would have been this year, Delaney would have been about uh, 39 and a half weeks pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tough. if we did this last year, I would have <laughs> tell you,
0: I would have gave your wife most improved player. Uh, <laughs> um, she was everywhere and she was finishing everywhere. I, I remember calling um court one for um, Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, she she, 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 she made semis that at year, right? That was just.
1: She made the finals. Oh, finals. And, that's right. Uh, it was nothing and close. And went. She's always played Kristen and Taren pretty well actually. She's, she went to three with them like every time. And yeah. ha- her and Brookie had them too.
0: Well, Styles make a matchup. She was one of those teams yeah. that did present problems. Uh, Cannon and Sponsel presented problems mm-hmm. for a little bit. I remember they were three and five in a, in a, in a five match streak that they yeah. played them. So um, three out of those five times. Yeah. So yeah, she would have got my, definitely would have got my like most improved player, which is what we're gonna go to next. Segway to what we're gonna do next. So guys, back to my teleprompter. There you are. <laughs> Most improved player is someone who, in the period of the volleyball season, has shown significant improvement in their skill set, their mental approach to the game, and other factors that lead to better finishes, and in some cases, exceeding the expectations of pundits, fans, and their peers. Um, I like the criteria where you had from last year to this year, but you could certainly start from the beginning to the end. Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, you went first. I went, uh, you went first. So I guess I'll go first on this one. So my most improved player of the year for men is Jake. All right. Jake Arutia or Jake Arutia, a.k.a. Jersey Jake. All right. When he made his first main draw. In Hermosa Beach, California in 2019 with Earl Schultz. All everybody was talking about was who's Earl's next partner? What's next for Earl? What's Earl gonna do? And nobody was saying what about Jake? So disappeared a little bit just I mean, I was coaching him a little bit, but um, wound up with pretty good coaching. Arturo kind of showed him the way a little bit, you know, Pompeo was very, very, very helpful on this year, played with Satterfield, Miami, pretty good uh, impressive win over Billy Allen and Andy Banesh and then finish an impressive ninth place in the AVP Manhattan Beach and Jake Jake's on his way he was um, Hagen uh, um, dropped out and Logan Weber Weber picked him up for some international ball and and Jake's gonna be my woman's uh, my men's pick so for my pick I'll let him know yeah well, look, my woman's pick probably has more muscle than jake that's Haley harvard okay so just when you thought Haley harvard arrived last year with her miami one or so or someplace in florida with tina grodina uh, um her 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 not her teammate at usc but that but but and in, in respects her teammate um second in digs right uh fourth uh, and digs per set total. She's fourth in kills. She 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 averaged six point seven um kills a set. She's turned into the side out machine to the transition queen. Um love her and, and love her mom even more. It's not relevant, but but um she's right? just very very easy to root for and uh, and I went really long on the men's so I'll go short the women's um because she, a lot of her her um accomplishments speak for themselves. Um Travis <clears throat>
1: You want the men's or the women's first?
0: Hit me with your best shot. I I go men's. for the men.
1: So all right, I'm gonna make a I'm I'm gonna make a caveat that this will be AVP specific. If it were Americans, holistically looking at the year, it'd be Andy Benish, given the improvements he made on the world tour. But I think because he had come into the season with a win already, I don't think that the improvements he made on the AVP were as big as the improvements made by my boy Cody Caldwell. Because Cody, so I played with Cody at the Cape Town Elite 16 two years ago and he sides out like 88 percent on a bad day he's insane
0: he's been a it's, machine yeah you thought he's playing indoor player. man
1: you yeah. thought he's playing like for like loyola chicago again yeah. and then he pops out <laughs> takes two thirds with chase Freshman, and then it's pretty much just he can he can block he can play defense he can play left he can play right and he is one of the best sneaky one of the best servers in the country it doesn't really matter who he plays with. And I love him and Sean Cook together. They're freaking awesome. Their personalities yep. are phenomenal. Yep. Then they ended up winning Laguna. Sean's second Laguna win. I was, I was win. just going to ask and that. That's a big one for Cody. And, and they won Wapaka without dropping a set. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't exactly the strongest field in Wapaka. But they followed that up with a third in Manhattan to show it's no joke. and so
0: Beating Phil and Avery to get into in the, the And Alison,
1: yeah. You beat two of the Mount Rushmore players of beach volleyball back-to-back pretty Legit gold medalist, and yeah. so Co- Cody Caldwell's my guy for the women. Uh, I went with Brooke Bauer, one of the silent assassins on the AVP because she came in, her and Katie Horton came in as like I think the sneakiest, most underrated elite team on the AVP just because they're so soft spoken and kind and humble and don't make a huge splash on social media then they just kind of like side out and get the job done all the time. And Brookie was just like misses fifth place this year. Just fifth and fifth and fifth and fifth. Took a seventh in Manhattan with Megan Rice. And then they ended up winning or getting second in Laguna, which is legit. And so Brookie's my pick for most improved.
0: Yeah, and Brook has really good media um, um, skills. I asked her on three different occasions because I forgot who I was talking to three times. And I asked where she's from. And the same way she goes, Michigan. And when she said it the third time, I'm like, "Dude, stop talking to everybody unless you know who they are." You know, so I, a big up to her. She's so classy. She's from Michigan, right? That was we're talking Florida. about the same Florida. Sorry, she's
1: okay. Deer- Deerfield, right. is her home beach. Nice,
0: my bad. That's the that's Brooks. See, do you, do you see what I'm talking about shining example. <laughs> I'm just gonna roll my tongue back in my mouth and let this man take over for most improved player. How about that?
2: So for most improved on my side on the women's to start, okay, is Tonya Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So last year, 2022, played the first, what, two events, I think, and then had a pretty massive knee injury mm-hmm. that took her out for the rest of the season. Um, clearly, you know, injuries suck. You never want to see anyone get injured, especially when they put in the work that she's put in. And she's had recurring knee injuries through her college career as well. So great to see her go through the rehab, get stronger again, and then have a really solid year in 2023. Like my notes say that she played in four events in 2022 and played in 16 events this year. So that's a, a great thing to <laughs> <God> see. Lord, <laughs> And let's see, on the AVP, out of those events she played, only one of them was a finish outside the top 10. So that, to me, that, that's that's a pretty good uh, change of pace from one year to the next. Mm-hmm. So most improved goes to Tony Rodriguez. On the men's side, I my caveat is I've got one backcourt player and one frontcourt player, okay. and I took their body of work for the year. Okay. So, front court, I agree with you, Andy Benish. Okay. Blocking wise, he's doing some massive moves with his block and defense, but his option hitting has really upgraded, I thought. And then his hand setting, for him to be able to jump set mm-hmm. as a six eight, six nine blocker, I mean, we've never been able to see anybody do that um, for a minute, yeah, besides. And, but, uh, until now, where yeah. everyone's starting to do it, right? But even some of the bigger international players that are blockers, you don't see them doing it. Andre's not jump setting from yeah. Brazil. Um, you know, first one to come to mind. So, you know, Andy Benish, I think has really had a, a great, strong, most improved type of season. Yeah. And then for the backcourt, I you think you're going to raise your eyes, eyebrows a little bit at this one, but the backcourt player for most improved for me is Miles Evans. No, dude, that's, I'm not raising the eyebrows. We that's were thinking Miles chance, when we, so I, we miles, might not have been awesome. thinking. I've Evans. been pretty rough on Miles sometimes when I've, when I've commentated his games and you're supposed as a commentator you're supposed to be neutral. But when it's USA against somebody else, I'm always, you know, secretly cheering for them, right? But looking at Miles' improvements from 2022 to 2023 on the ranking side, domestically he went from 25th to 17th. That's a pretty good jump. He also won on the AVP tour this year. But then internationally, he jumped from 106th to 31st. Yeah, and now he's now now
0: he's in the mix, right, Travis? Sorry, I misspoke. I
2: misspoke. I don't recall if they won on the AVP tour. I don't think they did. They won on in the international Didn't tour. They win, won in China. won in China. But they never finished worse than fifth on the AVP this season, yeah. which is a, an accomplishment in itself. But Miles still has room to improve, I think, in a couple of things. But what he's done from 2022 through 2023 is most improved.
1: And I want to... Point out of a hilarious Miles Evans stat that I unearthed when I I called his semifinal against Try and came in China where they would eventually go on to win gold. Yeah, and Miles is undefeated against Tryborn, <laughs> and this isn't a one-off. He's six and zero. Oh. Come on, and he knows <laughs> it. I'm sure six and zero. Oh, yeah, you got to know those types of <laughs> rules, the stats, and how you do
2: against other players. So, As a player, you need to know those. Yeah. Things. So I think that's a great pick.
0: That is a good pick, and um, I, I mean, on a personal note, I I like Miles because Miles is a real one. I moved here in two thousand sixteen, met him at a party. Mark Burek, um had this little party, and he no one knew who kind of knew who he was. And the first time he hit like the real the scene on a real. He, Kurt Topple he took fifth at, Hun- <laughs> at Huntington Beach with um, uh, kind of a hitman, Kurt for, Topple. Speak, or kind of a hitman for hire, right, if you will. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but the Miles I knew then who didn't have a lot of um fame or whatever and the miles I know now are the same person. That's that's something to be said about that because you know the more you become well known the more you kind of protect yourself because everybody's trying to sell your insurance or try to get you to buy a house or something. You hear that Daniel Newman? Uh uh-uh. um <laughs> <So, so. laughs> where's my camera? Put the camera on me. Hold up, where is it? <laughs> um so but you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like, there's a lot of players, and I'm not gonna out out any of them about going through great measures that protect themselves, that make that changes them a little bit in how they interact with their fans. Not nah, Miles, a real one back then, real one now. Eric Beranek, remember you mentioned that before? Very, very, very similar. TKN, you know what I'm saying? i was thinking glass half full. He's in that category of of people. I go, go ahead.
2: No, as is Travis. Yeah. Yep. Travis is oh, like that
0: Travis team. is a Strong. real one, dude. Yo, you were more straight up and down than six o'clock. I have
2: <laughs> always,
0: dude. I have always liked you. I've always liked you. I met you. Oh, well, we got the. Do you remember connection. when we did like the Tuesday after or something like that? Yeah. That little thing I was doing when I was doing the beat for volleyball one on one. Yeah, yeah, he was my last episode. He, he came through, man. Dude, I I heard him. <laughs> yeah. the house Yeah, Wendy Jones who you met. He was Wendy Jones was there. I think so. I like it. I like that. I really like that. Most improvement because he deserves it. And one of my favorite matches of the year. If I had to do a match of the year, I'd go Budinger and him versus Taylor and Taylor uh, to play in for the semifinals.
2: Yeah, Manhattan Beach. Saturday. ESPN yeah. left
0: no cameras. I, I put got my scoreboard remote control camera and and
2: everyone loved Easily it. Easily one it. of the best matches of the year domestically. Wow,
1: just... and the and the the vibe. That was like the heart and soul of beach volleyball. It was it a sunset game, sunset right? Vibe. It's side <laughs> porch. the crowd's <laughs> in on you. It's real intimate, and it was the only game going on. Yeah, uh, for most of it. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It yeah,
0: cool. so there's another guy that could be your hitman for hire. Well, that's our, that's our next category. A um, next category. We only have five because I don't like ten categories. Those are like equivalents or participation trophies. We're right. not doing that today, right? Five categories for freaking linemen only, not for freshmen except newcomer. Um, so my personal favorite, and I did this last year and I tried it out and everyone liked it, so I'm gonna do it again this year. Hitman for Hire. Teleprompter, roll it. (laughs) Hitman for Hire is my personal favorite. This player is a phone call away from taking a moment of desperation to an opportunity to the next level. Need a partner? Cat stuck in a tree? SWAT team needs backup? Need another man for that air assault or airborne mission? Give him a call or her a call. This person will jump out of a plane, lower themselves from a helicopter, fight crime, get stuck in the Arctic Circle and show up in the South Bay with a polar bear coat that looks like a skazi mink. And yeah, they can straight up ball. The person you can you can call last minute and not only show up but leave your career, just as good or better than you found it. Matt, thoughts? Who is your hit man parentheses person for hire? Because I'm sexist, I got to change that. Who's your hit person for hire?
2: Hit person for hire for me, 2023 is a former UCLA Bruin, Zana Munio. Zana Muno. She gets around, right? That name yeah. Now. Zana Muno. Sorry, Zana. Mm-hmm. Right, she had six partners in 2023. Uh, her best finish was a third in Manhattan Beach. Uh, let's see, and that was with Deanna Kraft, who's pretty legit herself. So um, Zana, you could tell, is uh, a volleyball. I don't want to say like rat, like someone that just lives and breathes volleyball, but I she does other things as well. Yeah. Right, in the best yeah. kind of way. Right, plays a lot, trains hard, uh, was successful through college, has that right that volleyball player's kind of mindset. Right, dates Micah Ma. You know, so another volleyball player, another, another. Yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of handsome volleyball kids. Breathe, eat, sleep, volleyball, beach, and indoors. So Zana Muno, hit, hit person, person of the year. (laughs) On the men's side, you mentioned his name already. For me, it was a no-brainer. Cody Caldwell. Okay, five partners in 2023. Okay, got a Norceca gold medal. (laughs) Always elusive and and pretty (laughs) rare air to get that North gold medal with Chase Frischman. Went to Goa, India with Evan Corey. Had a rough trip. We all know about that story. We don't need to go into it. You should ask him. I think you know more about it. So fun. Got wins in Wapaka and Laguna. Oh, my God. And he played indoors in India and in the NVA, where I actually got to coach him for a little bit at the very beginning of the summer. And then comes out and plays all summer long and plays great volleyball. So no brainer for me, Cody Caldwell.
0: And India, man, it's no, no like big thing for them to have like a, a couple of million views on their games, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's yeah. a huge volleyball in population, specifically for indoor. if you're talking about an NDA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Travis, let's go, buddy. Who you got?
1: Uh, well, one, I think, uh, we just gotta, I just got to start calling Cody. I tried to get the nickname going, just calling him Rupay Prime. <laughs> <laughs> no. Totally. The uh, hit woman for hire, hit person, uh, I, I'd go with Megan Rice because she just popped around with someone new pretty much every single tournament, and whoever she played with ended up balling out. Her and Savvy had exactly one servant pass together, and then they made the finals. Her and Brooke had two practices together, took a seventh. Her and Betsy had zero practices together, took a ninth, and her and Emily Stockman had a couple and then took a ninth in Chicago. So Megan Rice is my hit person for hire. For the men's side, I'm the zig where you think I might zag, and I'm actually going to make myself the men's hit man for hire because <laughs> I played with someone new – In every single tournament, I played six CBVAs with six different people, won four of them, (laughs) split block. I took a seventh with zero practices with Avery, me and my boy JD. We took a third in Virginia Beach, qualified for his first real legit main draw in Hermosa. And we took a seventh, which was my favorite volleyball memory by far. And I was laughing with Try. So, Try has played with three people his whole career. I played with three Jakes this year alone. I played with Jake Dietrich in Manhattan, played with your boy Jake Urrutia in Denver, and then in the qualifier for Chicago. And then we won a CBVA together. And then I played with my brother in law, Jake Nutzen, in the season ending CBVA in Santa Cruz, and we won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, once again, I'm having an eight-mile flashback <laughs> where Eminem, you know, says, I, read, I know everything you're about to say against me. I am white. I am a freaking bum. Once again, for the se- and for the second time this show, <laughs> I'm getting eight. I'm getting eight miles. I'm getting Eminem eight miles. This first it was you, and this time it's you. You guys planned this, and this is why I don't go last. Okay, my hit man for higher award is you. Is you? Is there any other qualified person? Nice. You play with anybody whose first name is Jake. You play with anyone whose name was was. It's just it was just ridiculous. And you've already said it, so it doesn't bear repeating. But I would like to. Uh, um, caveat at the end by saying it meant so much to someone like JD Hamilton who's who's another guy who's flying under the radar one of the more respected players in the game but never had like a uh, what we call like a breakthrough major series uh, mm-hmm. um, draw main draw. So watching you two do your thing on center court, get your butt kicked and then make the adjustments and then just ball out. It was a time of your life, you had no idea who was winning, who was winning. And that's what a hitman for hire is supposed to do take someone's career and make it a little bit better. Or or, or or save it from, from falling. You made that guy's year, and you made his career. And now he's doing camps. Now he's doing that. So you already mentioned everybody else. Um, but, man, that was I'll, – I'll finish with that. That that was really special because I was there to see a lot of it. Yeah. I, I wasn't working. I wasn't filming. I wasn't coaching that day. Uh, um, I sat in my tent with Randy, and we just <laughs> – Randy, you know, joined me in the tent, J O mm-hmm. my, my program director, Jason Olive, and we just sat and had a good time and watched you guys cut loose, you know. Um, wow hitman yeah. for hire and thanks a lot
1: <laughs> it was it was awesome with JD but I do also want to make sure uh, how cool Avery Drost was when we played in New Orleans so my son was due the Monday after New Orleans mm-hmm. and me and Avery we decided to partner up about an hour before the registration deadline closed mm-hmm. we snuck in we were like the 10th seed in the main draw and I told Avery you know hey this is the deal like if Delaney calls me and says that she's in labor like I'm out like I gotta yeah. go and so we'd check the phone first thing in the morning. He's like, no, baby, no, baby. Like we go on and we play ended up making Sunday. And it, it was, it was awesome. Avery like could not have been a better partner. Cause he knew right. that I was like, my brain was pretty scrambled. Like I'm about to have my first kid. <laughs> talk, so talk about a so guy sad. who gives you his
0: all though, right? Yeah. He leaves the court with nothing left. To oh yeah. Man. The guy gives you his all. It doesn't take a playoff. I like yeah. that. My hit person for her woman of the higher Hire is Molly Turner. Yeah. Molly Turner has had four different partners this year. She's had Kaya, you know, Marciniak, she's had Maddie Anderson, she's had Ola, Alexandra was- uh, Wachowicz, who's also in New York, uh, to the New York folk, affectionately referred to as Ola. Uh, she played at St. John's, uh, indoor player for four years, and Abby Van Winkle. So she's had multiple partners, and the only time she's actually showed a commitment this year was at the altar, when she she, she, dressed, <laughs> she dressed in white and said, and said, I do, other than that, <laughs> she's So, um. I'm kidding. Uh, um. We're gonna edit that part out. But she's she's <laughs> she's um, <laughs> no, but. She gets she she picks up the phone and she says yes. Mm -hmm. And the thing I also liked about her, she realizes her potential. Now there's a few years ago in 2018, where every time she beat a team, she had this surprise look and she would start crying. And I, I just finally came up to her and I did like a Simon Cowell. I'm like, so listen, this thing where you sing a song, and everyone claps really loud, and you're surprised they clap, you have to stop doing that.
1: (laughs) All Right? You already
0: know you're good. (laughs) Everyone already and everyone knows you're good. So you need to stop looking surprised. And I I did that too with an English accent a few years ago. So to, to see this person who's surprised that she can do these things and no longer being surprised, Courtney Diaz, I'm not surprised, mother effort, yeah. right? Um, give my, make my Molly Turner. Make my Molly Turner.
1: And adding to that case, by the mm-hmm. way, she just came back from a Norseco where she won gold with a new partner, Deanna Kraft.
0: Nice, so come just on. Add, just adding to go. it. <sighs> yeah. This is why they pay you the big bucks. You <laughs> and and this guy, there he is. I'm my own cameraman today, Travis Matt. <laughs> Travis Matt. All right, so let's pick up. uh Um, actually, let's finish. Uh, um, with a um, something with in which most people might consider the most important category. I'm for me, the most important important category is team of the year, but. Um, I'm outruled by consensus. Everybody loves them at MVP. So here we go for MVP. Mm-hmm. Teleprompter roll. <laughs> MVP is usually hard to give, give out in team, of sp- in team sports because the success of the most valuable player is often contingent on how and when teammates contribute to that individual's prosperity. In the sport of beach volleyball, you, you would think it'd be easier. There's only two people, right? But it really isn't. It means 50% of the work is attributed to that success and it is hard to give to only one of the one person and avoid giving credit to, where credit's to the other partner. So with that being said, the two most qualified people in this sport are in this room. If the are two more qualified people, I want them in the room right now. Just kidding, if they don't exist um who is your mvp i think i'll go first on this one because i'm going to be shorter than you guys because my mvp was because i'm biased i i let the fans decide. i went on five social networks and um and i had them vote for my mvp so um my mvp or their mvp is miles partain make my miles make my miles all day all day and then the one person did say miles evans they they they, 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 they actually posted after they said Miles, I meant Evans, so big up to him. But Miles Partain, it's, it's kind of weird because they wouldn't have been my pick because domestically they only played in three tournaments, but they did win two of them, right? So my pick probably would have been Theo or Trevor because, um, you know, when push came to shove, when they were doing well, ups and downs out of the season, it's like, all right, how well did they do against each other? Um, so my pick would have been Theo, but I'm biased. I disqualify myself. I've removed myself from that slot, like I removed myself from this one. The MVP by the fans, by the option faithful, is is Miles Partain, which leads me to my women's favorite. All right. Kelly Chang was um, my MVP last year. Kelly Chang's my MVP this year. And then on an individual basis, she does so many things that don't even show up on paper. Never mind. You know, what I'm saying? she takes a shot off the head. Sarah digs it. She doesn't get credit for the dig. Sarah gets credit for the dig. Right. So and she has to option, you know, almost almost blindly on that. Um, You know, from the right side, left side, she she has a little better court vision. Right. she was first in kills percent. She was absolutely scorching. I had this stat here somewhere. I might, I might have to turn this over. Um, no, I don't have it. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think it was like 6.73 kills per set. It was just this ridiculous thing. She's hitting 490, which is worthy, worthy of being in the top five, top three. If you don't count those, those, those women that only played like four matches on our AVP stats. Thing. So, so let's just call her number two, a uh, dynamic, uh, um, energetic. Plays good with every single partner she plays with, and I'm glad that reunited, and it feels so good for that mm. team. But um, um, of course, I'm biased. I would have, I would have said Kristen Nuss, but the fans decided for me, um, Kelly Chang. She deserves it.
2: Congratulations. Way to represent the people. Okay. Way to represent man, the people. My man, Matt. Oh, you know what? You go next. <laughs> so for I'm me, for me on the women's side, uh, like I said earlier, Taryn Cloth. OK, mm-hmm. her blocking her serving, mm-hmm. if she can continue to improve the option play for her, uh, especially going into Paris, as, assuming they qualify as one of the two teams. I mean, they're going to be right there and they're one of the top teams in the world. I think they finished the season ranked third on the FIVB tour. And obviously them together is a, an amazing team. Her at the net and what she can do specifically makes her the MVP for me. For the men's side, I took in a couple other factors, not just statistics, not just wins, not just hitting percentages, things like that. I took into some intangibles, right? Social media presence, fan base support, maybe the haters, right? The Mm -hmm. personality, right? A few things that our sport needs domestically, right? (laughs) Kind of going back to the old school days of OB and Javi and Dodd and bickering through the net, you know bravado and arrogance right now he had a great season also but let's not forget what happened to him in the offseason all right he got dumped he was the dumpy not the dumper right always like to see how people react to being dumped by their partner who by the way they had a pretty successful partnership when he played with Triborn. so cat out of the bag there my mvp is trevor crab for 2023 he played really well with theo i'm a huge theo fan blocking trevor played at long beach state also got to respect that and he's been grinding. He works super hard. He, you know, got two wins this year with Theo. They got a fourth in the World Championships. That's a great accomplishment right there. And uh and made some good noise internationally to push them themselves through to possibly qualify for Paris and at least be in the discussion. They're going to be real close, right? And I just thought that Trevor had a great had a great season.
0: I li- I love that you said that because I'm an I'm more of a purist than an actual fan of a, a particular player, but if I'm gonna admit my guilty pleasures, my three guys are Eric Baranek, who's not playing, right? Trevor, Crab, and Theo. So Trevor and Theo got together. They're like, you know what, Jason likes us. Let's just make a team. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have to jump from court to court. He's got we got we got the two for one deal just to please Jason. But Trevor. Like you just said, this he's been like the Pat Riley of the sport for quite some time. Um, Rosie, you know, made finals with him, right? Who else did he play with? John Mary, they won two FIVBs, and he did really well. The guy, the man, does well with everybody. So many tools in the toolbox. The guy can block. The guy can play defense, which is why I always tell people with respect to Taylor Crab. Taylor's not even the best crab, I believe. Trevor is. I believe Trevor was. I've always believed Trevor is, but disqualifying myself from. from um, I, I like him. All right, and you know, I mean Travis. Right, sometimes. Uh, your journalistic integrity says you have to do it one way, but sometimes you really can't help yourself. So I had to save me from my cell phone. And sorry, I, I, you still got to go. And I know Good. we have a hard stop at some point. Um, what do you got, my man?
1: I want to make a distinction between who is the best player and who had the best season. Because I think a lot of fans, when I looked at, even players, I think, get confused because – I'll use this as an example where uh, Taylor Crabb won Defensive Player of the Year, but he was six in digs per set on the AVP, where Taylor Crabb, I think, is the best defender on the AVP but didn't have the best defensive season. And so when I looked at MVP, I tried to take out everything that they had done prior to this year. Okay. And so when I look at who's the best player in the United States, I think Miles Partain is heads and shoulders above everyone. I think who had the best season was actually Andy Benish. Right. And I think he hit better than Miles. He served better than Miles. He blocked right. better than anyone in the country. And when you look at how physical the game is getting, blockers are just, to be frank, more important than defenders. You could have the worst blocker. You could have the best defender in the world, an average blocker. <laughs> Tell them the DJ and, and, they're and not, Tucker. <laughs> they're, they're not going to get digs because it's just too physical. You right. need a blocker to make their presence felt. And so when you have an Andy Benish at the net, that's then going to allow Miles to be a full Miles. And I think you mentioned that Andy's hand-setting went from getting called on a lift 50% of the time. Now he's jump-setting. And they had a hilarious anecdote where they just started it in January in the UCLA racquetball courts. And Andy was like, dude, we looked so stupid. He's like, (laughs) it looked awful. And then he comes out, and now he's jump-setting all the way to the World Tour Finals, doing it to a fifth of the World Champs, win three Elite 16 medals. They won two out of three AVPs. Their only losses were to the quarterfinals in Huntington in three to try and came. They came back and won that tournament, and then they lost in the finals to Trev and Theo. So to me, Andy isn't the best player in the country, but he was the most valuable in 2023. And then on the women's That's side, a, a similar distinction. That's a great her. pick. Go ahead. Like Kelly Chang, I think, is the best player in the United States. Toss-up with her and Kristen Nuss. I think your best season was Taryn, for all the reasons you said. She led in every category you would have wanted her to lead in as a blocker. She led in blocks— led in blocks per set, led in soft blocks, soft blocks per set, led the tour in hitting percentage, and made six errors the whole freaking year. The whole year. you got to be kidding me. She was unservable, and then she started opening up the options this year. It wasn't a huge part of their game when they were rookies. Now it's a dangerous threat and becoming more dangerous. She started jump serving. So I think this season, Taryn was the best player in the country in 2023.
0: Wow, so she's my that's opinion. fantastic. Guys, listen, there's something to be said about how Miles Partain and Andy Benesh run the option too, right? Like you notice the way the Swedes run the option. They have kind of this face-to-net thing and they, they know if they're doing that, they have to be accurate because now their margin for error is going to be back in front. So anything inaccurate is going to go behind the hitter's head or they're going to jam their hitter if the blocker's not full. Where well, you got Miles Partain, left-handed hitter squaring up. So he's, he's doing this, but at the same time, his margin for error is left and right where the hitters is always going to approach slightly out and then anywhere unless you're creating your string on the str- on the on the strand side for beach talk purposes. So, uh, Andy and Miles are kind of on their way because they got the option but at the same time they they eliminated the margin for error on things that could possibly go wrong, you know, and and I think I told talk to you a little bit about cracking the code on that. You like there is no cracking the code, but but these European coaches watching no the videotape. They're like, all right, and now blockers like, all right, he's jumping, but he ain't hitting. And then there's just some. I'm down, they're like, all right, perfect pass. He's jumping. He got me. <laughs> you know, and the, I think they're ahead of the game, and they're gonna they're gonna make some. I wouldn't even be surprised to see both American teams in the quarterfinals in the Olympics. We went from that. We went from me saying, what the hell are you guys doing? You you know what I'm saying you're you're walking around you know puffing puffing your chest out and you're getting getting your ass kicked internationally. You don't be walking in the South Bay like you like like, come on stop your bubble just burst. We went from that to we'll show you Jason eat this crow <laughs> eat this crow in the form of the, in you know in the form of liquid in this coffee cup. So <laughs> so um, a great show but I wanted to get closing thoughts on on maybe some honorable mentions or just something uh, maybe something. Uh, I'll top off on something I just said about those two and what we said about Kelly Changs and Taryn Cloth. Great pick, by the way, Taryn Cloth, you too. Great, excellent pick.
1: I'll close uh, with an anecdote from... We had Jake Gibb on our podcast in 2019, Mm -hmm. right after him and Taylor lost one of the craziest Manhattan Open Finals I've ever watched, where Taylor has a swing for match, misses by that much, end up losing in three to fill in. 2018. Was it 18? Yes, it was match point. Okay. Oh,
0: my God. I, yeah. You got to finish. But, Jesus, I'm excited. Got it. Yeah.
1: So, missing that swing by an inch. Ended up that Monday, we had Jake Gibb on the podcast, and we're just asking him with – because that was the rise of Andrews and Christian. And we were like, how's USA going to keep up? Like, this is your last quad. This is Phil's last quad. And Jake said, you know, I get tired of people saying that the Americans are going to lose our way. He goes, Americans don't take well to losing. And we're gonna be just fine. And he said this before Miles Partain was a thing, before Andy Benish was any good. He said this when really our best prospects were Try and the ta- and the Crabs, which are two good pros three good prospects, but pretty small and like hadn't really had a lot of success on the world tour. And then bam, I mean, this year we triple our medal count for the men, and Miles Evans is now a legit World Tour presence. Chase Buttinger's a legit World Tour presence. Miles Partain is I just actually did the international awards. Miles Partain was the rookie of the year and most improved honorable mention for MVP. Andy Benish was honorable mention for most improved and honorable mention for best blocker. So like the USA went from pretty much a a forgotten thing, dream draw. Anytime you see it to now, it's actually like the American men are legit and our women get a lot of the credit and deservedly so. But the, the men are, we're kind of back and it's really fun to be a part of.
0: It is because now you got a three horse race cuz Miles Evans and Buttinger entered that, right? Before I just had a two horse race. I had Trevor and, and whatever. Where the, where the women there's almost this disappointment that there's only two two teams allowed, right? And which in which I always say, tell that to the Brazilians, right? Who go with that at every Olympics mm-hmm. um, um closing thoughts uh, Matt Matty Pro?
2: Yeah, you know, I think 2023 was a real pivotal year for beach volleyball in terms of uh, playing style right? You've seen the emergence of the jump setting, the option playing, especially that international flavor of volleyball coming over to the United States as well. I think we're still a little bit behind what some of the, you know, uh, like the Swedish guys do. And, And Norway is kind of maybe coming back to the pack a little bit. But 2023, I think, sets the USA up really well going into 2024. Because as players, they know what they need to do to get better in the, the areas that they need to get better in to compete better for a medal, right, in the Olympics. And I think on the women's side, we're going to be in the mix for sure. For the men, it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, it's there's so much parity on the men's side that anybody can beat anybody any day in any match, right? And so it's going to be exciting to see how Paris unfolds. And it's going to be an exciting but also heartbreaking to see how the <laughs> qualification unfolds for all the players that are involved in it that want to go, right? So, you know, a great 2023, just really excited for Paris. Anytime it's, it's an Olympic year, there's just another buzz around the sport. And it just, you know, kind of gives you a better perspective on, on the world stage that then translates over to the U.S. as well.
0: You know, there's so much i want to say after that but you guys pretty much said it all you guys close up shop and i will only talk last in a sense where i close up where i close up our show um there's certain things even 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 me who likes to talk a lot has to just that's a mic drop that was terrific <laughs> all right so travis um let's plug in your your, your igo website people want to know a little bit more about you and of course matt what you've been up to go ahead travis
1: yeah instagram is at right. tram mu tram was my nickname my entire life until i moved to california so it's t r a m m e w and then website. most of the stuff you can just find at sandcast that's where the podcast lives, and that's where pretty much anything I do goes
0: right.
2: yeah, I'm just uh commentating on volleyball TV, you know, indoors and beach. It's more indoor season right now, but and then other than that, uh, my Instagram's just at d matt prosser
0: nice so. all right, guys, so. These two guys might love you, but me, I don't like any of you. In fact, I can't stand you. In fact, I think we're out of here. So, for all of you <laughs> at home, for all of you on your iPads or your iPhones at the lunch line at, at Starbucks, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, baby. Look around this room, old school. For Travis Mewitt, all right. For Matt Prosser, I am Jason DeBis. This is episode 193, of The Option Podcast. Stay with me, guys. We're gonna hit my music. We're out.